Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Qualis, the Nonstop Playing Podcast, and I'm back with another series topic. So as I do, as I normally do in the beginning of each uh, episode, if you haven't already checked out my last episode, I had my girl Santana, the creator on. She was dropping gems related to being a woman in the film industry, as far as creating films, not being on that other stuff, you know, if you know what I'm talking about. But she's already won an Emmy for one of her works, uh, Why Clyde Got Shot. So if you haven't already checked that out, it's a real dope uh, queen from out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go check her out. But let me get into this quick because I got a young man over here that I've you know known for some time now, and he got a lot of prudent information for the community. And I was just super excited to get him on because I know he's doing a lot of major things, and we got to get this information out there. So without further ado, I have my boy SBS or Struggle Before Success, Mr. Brown. Can you please, please introduce yourself, talk more about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what are you trying to accomplish moving forward? Oh, man, I appreciate it, bro. I want to uh, give back up to Quali. You know, he's been someone that's been, um, he's been really intricate um, in just some of my development, man, because, you know, I'm actually a college dropout, which kind of talks about some of my story. I'm a college dropout, and uh, one of the things that Quali did, um, you know, he was in a position where he could allow me to kind of come speak and offer some advice to, you know, some of the freshmen that work that that the freshmen and um at Morgan State University. Now I, I dropped out of Morgan State, but you know, since then I've been able to come become an entrepreneur, um, uh, business owner where I do real estate. I, I I help people when it comes to credit, um, in terms of fixing their credit, helping them get capital and operating capital for their businesses. And so, just with some of the knowledge and things that I've been able to come across as you know, as throughout my journey, you know, what was big is just, you know, when you do drop out of college, a lot of people look at it like, you know, that you don't really have anything to offer to the community or and maybe you're just not as valuable, right? And so one of the things I liked about, you know, Kwali, man, is that he's put me in a situation where I could be, you know, valuable, that I could be someone that could help other people out and that could, you know, um, just be a just be a benefit to other people, man. So that was something that really was uh big for me. And I just, you know, I'm glad that he got me onto the podcast. I'm glad he got me onto the platform. You know, um, so I just want to, I want to get back up to him, man. Everything that he's done, every episode that he's done, everything he's doing, you know, I want, I just want to, for all his followers, all his viewers, for the future viewers, the future followers, man, this guy's a great young man, somebody you definitely should follow and definitely tap in with. So that's really my story, but I just wanted to basically give it back to him because a lot of times people see the glory, but they don't know the story. And, you know, quality has been impacting other people's lives for a very long time. So whether it be the people at Morgan State, the kids, whether it be my life, um, he's just been an impactful individual, you know, in this time. And so I just want to get back up to him for everything he's done as well. So that's, you know, that's back to him on his own platform. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate that more than you know. And it's interesting because how we met um, was, you know, was it, it wasn't strange by any feet. It wasn't bizarre. It was just more like connecting on an entrepreneurial spirit uh, tip, right? So, I know you work for another company. I'll, I'll kind of let you get into that once I uh, give it back to you. But um, I was introduced to you by one of your colleagues who was under your umbrella in terms of mentorship and um, guidance and things of that nature. And for, off the rip, you know, I was already on my own own venture and doing my own thing. But, you know, when you get in an environment with like-minded folks, it's always that let's connect, let's, you know, network, let's figure something out so we can all get to this money. So, right. you know, from our first initial conversation, I was like, yeah, I like this dude. He he he, right. he he got it's something about him. You know, he reminds me of me, even though we're 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 in the same age bracket in a sense. But right. as far as like what you were doing, and I was actually I had just moved to Baltimore at that time. I had met you in like September, 
and I had moved out to Baltimore in uh, July. So for me, I was like, you know, I was already only accustomed to what was happening on campus, you know, working as an administrator. So I was like, man, you know, I, I seen the wire, you know, you hear all the things about the wire and, you know, that's related to Baltimore. I think that's what the, if I'm not mistaken, the West side where uh, mm-hmm. all that was going on. But, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore, the individuals from Baltimore, they have this grit to them. They have this edge to them. And I'm like, yo, this, this guy embodies all of that. You know what I'm saying? Cause you wouldn't take no for an answer. So I was like, I like this, but at the time I wasn't interested. I was interested, but I didn't want to get into what you were doing because I already had what I had going on. But I knew down the line that we was going to reconnect at some point because you've been so consistent with what you were doing and always adding to your 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 uh, portfolio of all the things that you you um you've you've accomplished so far. So I was like, yeah, I got I got to get back with this brother because you really talking some some stuff that I I've been doing research on myself and. You know, you see the people that's doing TikTok, you see the people on IG, you know, everybody got a story to tell, but it's always buy my ebook or, you know, do these other things where it, it's, it's kind of like the end of the road and you don't learn anything. You, you just, you just wasted 150 to 200 bucks, depending on how much they charge you. Right. So the fact that I know you personally, I was like, yo, if he owned this and I've been hearing about this and I actually been doing reading on this, there has to be some merit to it. it has to be some merit. So. I was like, let me reach out to him. And I was like, and I, I had just started doing the podcast. I was like, you know, I want him to share his story with my, my listeners, my followers, because, you know, it's an intriguing story. You know, your father as well. And, you know, you've been doing your thing. So, you know, we have those connections. But I, I, my first question to you is, what really piqued your interest to be want, become an entrepreneur? Like you said, you know, I wouldn't say you're a college dropout. You are a, a college pivoter. You know what I'm saying? He's like, college wasn't what you wanted to do based on whatever was going on. So the fact that you did that and you used pivot to the entrepreneur realm, talk to the, you know, let them know why, why did you choose to do that? Uh, <clears throat> no, man. Uh, you know, growing up, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, my mom was a nursing assistant by trade. My dad, um, worked for the city of Baltimore. Right. And, um, one of the things that was key is that my, my my mom had a work ethic, you know, my dad had a work ethic, you know, I, I they, they work ethic was something that, you know, was undeniable. You know, I mean, my father, you know, I mean, not only did he work a full time job, but he would drive to New York every single Sunday, you know, to at the time he would buy CDs, you know, make people's albums, you know, back then CDs and DVDs was still like a thing. This is how long ago it was. And so he would drive to New York and buy the CDs and DVDs, Baby Fats, Sweatsuit, Sean John, the, 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 all of that, Baby Fat. Like, he would buy Apple Bottoms. You know what I mean? If y'all, if y'all familiar with that, you know, he would buy that stuff for low and he would come, he would drive back to, you know, Baltimore and um, go to different salons, different barbershops every day, weekend, you know, Saturday, definitely Fridays and Saturdays, you know, um, for sure, you know, and then, um, you know, he was just, he was, that was, that was, that was hustle, you know what I'm saying? So he went to work nine, you know, I say eight to three or whatever, seven to four, whatever. And then, at, you know, after that, his hustle was to drive different barbershops and salons and stuff like that and try to sell clothes and CDs and DVDs, right? So, you know, my mom, she was, uh, someone who, uh, you know, she went to work as well when she, she got into real estate, you know, owned property and things like that in Baltimore. And, um, and what happened was my mom, you know, she never really tapped, tapped into credit or any, uh, or using other people's money. So, you know, I would see little things like my mother would, you know, go out there and, you know, get the property fixed up, you know, and then, you know, next thing you know, you know, she moved a tenant in and then, you know, something happened when the tenant moved out, they trashed the property. You know, and then she wouldn't have enough money or she, at the time, it would be like a process she had to go through to get the property back up and running. And, you know, so you just see some of the hassles that they had with money. You know, one, my father, I mean, like the CD, DVD business was definitely, you know, lucrative for, you know, like as a, as a part-time hustle, right? And, um, 
you know, one day, you know, he went to lift up a box in the house doing a normal routine. Went to pick up the box, you know, ah, he's ah, and he fell, you know, on a couch. And, uh, you know, knowing if my father, you know, most like anybody, you know, everybody say their father's like a champion, right? Like, you know, you know, like he good, you know what I'm saying? And so when he fell out on the couch, you know, he went to the doctors and they basically had told him he pinched a nerve in his back. And so with that being said, he, you know, he couldn't run up and down the road in New York anymore. And, you know, a lot of that kind of slowed down. And, um, I'm saying out to say that, you know, that my, my parents, you know, did the best that they could with the knowledge they had, the information they had. But what really, um, you know, made me want to be a, you know, like he said, a college pivoter, you know, or someone who wanted to do, really do something different was, you know, watching my mom, dad, my grandma, my granddad, just watch them, you know, you know, go to work and, and, and be at work. And knowing that I didn't, I, one, that I didn't see myself 30, 40, 50 years, you know, going to work. So, you know, growing up in Baltimore, though, right, like, you got hoop dreams. Like, all you know is, you know what I'm saying, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, you got hoop dreams. And that was me. You know, I was someone who had big hoop dreams, like, big, I'm going to the league. And uh, I remember, like, basically getting to high school. And, like, when I got to high school, I still played basketball, I, I think, until, like, my 11th grade year. Okay. And that was the key because my 11th grade year, it was an option of basically getting a job and getting a car and start doing like the adult type of situations that you could think about when you're 17 and 18. And what well, it was playing basketball, you know, and at the time just being genuine, man, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm making it to the league. And, you know, you had to be really good, you know, and I just, you know, being like what they, they say realistic with yourself, which is, you know, we'll talk about that later. But, you know, I just didn't feel like I was that great to go to the league, right? Which was a crazy bad decision bad decision but well you know everything happens for you but it was a bad decision and um but but the dream that i had with hooping was the lebron the carmelo the Dwayne. i wanted to be able to take care of my family i want to be able to take care of my family tree where we don't have no issues where i could send a check like oh the mortgage is paid like i wanted to be that that guy for my family you know what i'm saying and the only people that i knew that did that legally was was nba players and nfl players like I I always wanted a real I, I say a real bag because I feel like a million dollars or you know, you start you talking about five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, a million dollars, right? Like a lot of times, like a lot of people, like just in our space, right? Like we make oh fifty thousand oh somebody say, Yeah, man. Like I was on the phone with a girl and she's like, Yeah, seventy five thousand, like that's no money. And the reason it's not it's not to down but what people have to understand is like, okay, I'm gonna give you an example, right? So like I was watching a clip. Cam Newton, most of you guys know he's an NFL player, right? He was a star NFL player. So there's a clip on TikTok where Cam Newton, okay, and, I, and I'm, I mean, yes, he plays NFL, but that's not the point. You, it's just to expand your mind, right? So Cam Newton, okay, his direct deposits every two weeks was $775,000 every two weeks. Okay, now we live on the same planet. I just want you, okay, think of it. We live on the same planet. Okay. Uh -huh. Now we walk, I walk, you walk, we walk, we take shits, you know what I mean? We piss, whatever, right? Like, could you imagine if your direct deposit was, uh, right? Could you imagine if your direct deposit was $775,000? Man, I, listen, bro. If, if that was me. I mean, I get, I get it. 
Three quarters but of a mil. We hear the contract. Like, we, oh, you make 30, 80 million. We see, we hear that. Never, we never, you probably, heard, we've all heard contracts like that and never looked at what it would be every two weeks. Because mm-hmm. that's a job. Like, when, how we look at it, I'm sorry, Smiley. Right? H- however we look at it, that's a job. Right? Like, whatever, it's a, it's an employee, it's a wage, it's an employee. So I'm not saying that we all play NFL, but what I want people to understand is that if they, like there are people that get direct deposits that are like that every two weeks. Now, if since we know that, would would as a person, would you still be okay with seventy five thousand in a year? If you know that people are getting seven hundred and seventy five thousand every two weeks, nah, I need I need all of it. Like it's just a di- you know what I'm saying. So just in my my conversation with people, you know, to answer your question, like. I wanted to be able to take care of my family. I wanted to be able to be like the person that could send the bag for mom dukes. Oh, you want to buy the house? Mom, we got you. You want a new car? Mom, we got you. Right? My kids, good. Like, I wanted to be able to provide a, a lifestyle that, you know, they would never have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I felt that that could be done was the NBA, at the time was the NBA or the NFL. You know, so I had big hoop dreams and, uh, you know, how I became an entrepreneur was I ended up going to Morgan State University. And I, I didn't have a dream job. I didn't want to become a lawyer, doctor. I didn't have, I, I just did, that wasn't my mindset. And, um, and because of that, and because of that, man, it was just like, you know, I got introduced to business. Um, when I got introduced to business, what attracted me to it was that there was, there was people making money. You know, they were making millions of dollars. And it's not about, you know, just telling you, man, there was people that was making money. You know, they were our color. I get that, you know, and they were making, you know, it wasn't seven hundred seventy-five thousand every two weeks, but you know, imagine seventy-five thousand a month. You know, imagine a hundred grand a month. You know, imagine you know, you know, at fifty grand a month, right? And so, the reason I say these things is because a lot of times we people we we are okay with losing. You know, we become accustomed and being okay with just the normal of you know seventy-five thousand a year. Okay, great, but I just want you to know that people do that every month. There's people that do that in a day. You know, and so if we start striving for what's available, then we all can get it. The problem is a lot of people don't want to strive for it because you'd rather go and collect the check. You'd rather go, you know, have someone tell you what to do so that you can make money instead of being a creator. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the things we understand is that being a, being a man of God or whatever you are, you know, he created you in his image. What is God? He's a creator. Right? How did he create? Look, through words, right? Let's go to Genesis. Genesis says he said, in the word it says he said, check this out, in the word it says he said, let there be light. And what's the next verse? And there was light. Light. Right? <laughs> so when you think about it, if you, the, is what you, what you say is you can create anything what you say. Manifestation. Right. In Genesis, it told you, he said, let there be light. It was light. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't a question. It was a, I let there be, and then there, there be. Right. So yeah. if, what are you saying to yourself? What are you looking at? What are you reading? What are you feeding yourself? Right. So, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, you know, as a business owner, what it means to me, what to answer your question is taking care of my family, you know, being able to provide a lifestyle that, you know, that we didn't have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and to do that, and to do that, you know, I just knew that, that you know you had to make an astronomical amount of money. You know, you couldn't live. I, I I couldn't take care of my entire family tree 
on seventy five thousand a year. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that, but just it's just all on what your dreams are. So, and if you are that person on that watches this podcast, and you have dreams of taking care of your whole family tree. Just know that you can do it. You know, it, but and, and it might not be your job, but if you have dreams of taking care of your family tree, it can be done. But you have to do something, and you got to go for it. You know, you can't. You know, you, you, you can't just depend on a job, man, especially not in today's time, especially, you know, in the time that we're in. There's too much money happening around, you know, right <laughs> before the call, we were talking about Toro, you know, and, you know, you were talking about just to play with Toro and how now you can make a whole nother play with Toro where you can get four new cars. You know, there is ways that we can change our financial situation, but we have to tap into money. We got to tap into credit. We got to tap into financial literacy. And so what happens is we all perish for lack of what? Knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> and, you know? and, and this is why, like, like I said, our first conversation we had, bro, you, you had me, like I said, in terms of what you were doing, I was interested, but I was, I have much going on, but this is the exact conversation we had five years ago. Five years yep. ago, we had the same conversation about money, financial literacy, and what are we doing specifically as a community? Cause you know, Morgan State is a, a historically black college. So everyone at that college looks like us. And if you're listening in and you're not on the actual YouTube channel, you know, we're young African-American black males. So, you know, when we come from those environments, you know, we already have our history. We have those things that, you know, may be bestowed upon us that are unfortunate or that disenfranchisement that has not put us in position to be successful, but there's ways to be successful. It just, you got to tap in the right way, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to lead. There's a lot of sheep and not a lot, and, and you got shepherds. So if you want to become a shepherd, you got to find out a way to find another shepherd that's going to mentor you or even go seek the knowledge yourself. You know, like they said, the best way to hide something from anyone is to put it in a book. So you, you crack the book open, you're going to be good. You just got to tap in with it and believe that you can do it. Do it just like SBS said. And we want to get into that in a second. Um, you know, you, you are created in that image, but being created in that image, you can create yourself. You have that, you have that ability. You just got to tap in. But I, I love what you were saying, brother, because it's all factual and we need to really hone in on that. But one thing that I wanted to expand on is the SBS or the struggle before success. Can you talk more about that, that your moniker, your, you know, what, what, what does that acronym really stand for? Like, how did you come up with that? What, how do you, what is that, what is that the embodiment of, embodiment of? Oh man, uh, same thing, bro. You know, bro, uh, you know, man, I equate a lot of my understanding is just Baltimore, Maryland. You know, when you grow up in Baltimore, Maryland, man, you, 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 uh, you know, you, you, you lose friends at 13, 12, the gun, you know, the gun violence. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, you, you lose, friends and things like that to the to, to decisions that they might have made and they go to jail. You know what I mean? I got a guy that just messaged me on Facebook today. You know what I'm saying? Somebody I went to elementary school with. You know, one of the first things that he said in the message was he just came home. Right? And you know, so what struggle before success really just means for me is like, you know, that um, you know, my life was a struggle. It, you know, and, and, and it was a struggle based upon one financially, but, you know, struggle to, you know, one, get away from the struggle. See, the thing is, like, everybody say they want out. Everybody say they want they want this and that for their life. But a lot of time, everything that you say that you want in your life, it takes or requires you to take some type of action. Okay. And what I realized is that people don't 
for whatever the reason is, they don't really want to take action. Okay. And so what struggle before success was it was a brand that just was a mantra that, you know, resonated with me, someone who came from Baltimore, who watched my family struggle and who knew that I was going to be successful. And I'm, I am like, I, I will be, I am successful. Like as a, I am speaking into existence as we continue to journey, you know, as success continues to happen. Right. And so for me, I just knew that I was going to be successful. But what I also understood was that I understood my struggles. Like I understood what I came from. I understood what I went through. I understood what families go through. Like I really understand most people, what they go through and the struggles and why they make the choices they make, you know, but what I also understand is that you got to be a person that's willing to take action to make and make the, and make the right choices. You know, I, I took a lot of, uh, I made a lot of choices to do wrong, you know, whether it be selling drugs, whether it be, you know, different things that I did in my, in my, in my day, you know, when I went to Morgan State, you know, even just talking about being a college dropout, the reason I dropped out, right? Because one, I didn't have a dream job. I talked about that, but two, I was selling marijuana. You know, I would be in the, I would be in class, math class. Somebody hit my phone. Yo, brr, let me get a three for 25. Brr, whatever he said about, about the X equals Y's. I'm already on the way out. One way to the same. Right? Now, somebody might say, oh, you know, that's not a smart decision. That's not something to do. But you have to understand, right? The, the struggle that I had with school was that I couldn't make no what? No money. You telling me I got to sit and listen to Joe for an hour? Bro, already hit me for $25? It looked better to go get this 25 to listen to Joe, right? But it was based upon my decisions and what I understood about, you know, this life. Now, am I saying that's the right thing to do? No, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. But what I'm also saying is that, you know, you have to be a person that resonates with you, like with what your struggles, with what you're good at, with what your traumas are. And if you can be real with you, then you can be successful. Most people run around trying to hide them, trying to hide who you really are. You know what I mean? If you really spend time with you, know who I am. And you either gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. You, you're gonna respect me, right? Cause I'm not gonna be disrespectful. But you're gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. But you're gonna know what's up with me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's the key. Like, basically what struggle before success was, it was a mantra that resonated with me in my life. Right? I came from struggle. I was, I'm on my way to, I'm, every day is on, is, is, is another day that's for success. Right? But, but what it could mean for anybody else is the same thing. Hey, what struggles are you going through with right now? And then how can you turn those struggles into you, into you going to success, right? Because you can always turn your struggle into success, man. It's just, you know, but a lot of people just live in the struggle and don't really realize that it's about the actions and things that you take to get to the next level. So, you know, man, all I preach, all I've been preaching, you know, how, how you met me was, you know, helping people try to go to that next level, right? And how we connected was you being in a space where you were helping young men go to that next level, right? So, you know, what I've always been about and what my brand is about, what my movement is about is just helping people really just, you know, like zone in on what it takes to go to the next level and then, and then, and then, and then, and then taking action, right? Because if you take action, it, 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 if you take action, you know, whatever you really want to do, man, it'll change your life. So that's really my, my, my mantra, but it's really just, you know, for anybody that's going to watch this, when you watch it, you know what I mean? Whatever struggles that you have, they, they can make you successful. You know, some of the struggles that you have right now, you could, market those struggles and make money. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many different things that you can do in a struggle, but most people just don't see it that way. So, you know, just, just, just that's just my mantra, man. I, I, I come from nothing but Baltimore, Maryland and, and, and we did struggle growing up. And so my thing was that I wanted my family to be successful and I want if, if and whatever it took for me to have to do that, I was willing to go through the, the different ups and downs or whatever. So that's just why we're here, man. So that's kind of answer that. But that's SBS for y'all, man. I struggle before success. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love all that. Love all that. It's important. Like at the end of the day, um, I'm, I'm gonna bring up Yee because everybody been talking about Yee, you know, and 
Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like a lot of people, they don't understand him as an individual, and you can never really understand a person because you can't be in their mind. But people do things strategically when they when they have an agenda at hand, and a lot of people are moving in a space with no agenda. They're just doing what they're told to be do told to do because they've been con- conditioned their whole life. So when you first walk into that classroom, rather it was kindergarten or if it was daycare because your parents had to put you in daycare you were taught to be on a certain schedule and to follow rules and if you don't follow rules you will be punished based on those rules and once you you know and the thing about it is people are awakening people are learning that you can go against these rules you can fight for yourself you can be an advocate for yourself you can put yourself in a position where not not say you're untouchable but you you create your own lane you 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 you're a trailblazer at this point and that kind of segues into what you're doing. One of the main things that you're doing now in terms of educating folks. And actually, this is a disclaimer. This is not educational advice. This is just us talking, having a conversation and sharing ideas. So if you want to do it, do your own research. If you don't want to do it, that's all fine, too. But we are just having a conversation that you're listening in on. But I really want to get into something that really piqued my interest. Like I said, you've been doing a lot of things and I, you know, I, I vibe with all of it. Right. But the one thing that I came across two weeks ago was you, ex- you put an information out there that was relative to basically fraud, fraud that's been going on in the world based on mm-hmm. systems that we utilize on the daily that we're uneducated mm-hmm. on that we need to get educated on because if you don't, you're going to continue to be, fraudulently misguided. So can you talk to the people about what you, one of the facets of the SBS brand and what you're doing? Gotcha. Oh man. So, um, what do you, the specific information he's talking about is just like, you know, uh, basically when you go and you go to a, a car, I mean, car lot dealership, right. And you, you put a down payment down. Now what happens is, you know, a couple of things, man. A lot, and I'll, I'll expand upon this, but you know, every time that I went to a dealership, I needed a car. I'm quite sure most people in, in, in life, like, when you go to that dealership, like, you know what I'm saying? You desperately, like, need that car, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you find out is that when you go to a dealership, you know, you got, let's say, troubled credit, and you go to the dealership with troubled credit, and they'll tell you, hey, man, you got to put 2500 five, three grand, five grand, whatever they'll tell you that you got to put down, okay? Now, the reason why, Right, the the reason why it's illegal. And I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about both parts. Because some people are like, oh, well, what if what if you want to buy your loan down? Right now, look, if you're someone who you're fully qualified to put no money down on the car, and they tell you that you can do no money down, and you say, hey, you know, I want to put five grand, ten grand, twenty grand. Go ahead, by all means, that's fine. You can do whatever you want, right? But if you're someone who went to a dealership and they told you, hey, you got to have this twenty five hundred. Hey, you got to have this three grand. Hey, you got to have this. What you got to understand is that. In any credit, in any consumer credit transaction, there is no cash comparable. Okay. And you can think about any other, like, let's say you go get a loan, a line of credit. If you went and got a line of credit from the bank, what cash comparable do you have to put up? Nothing, right? If you go get a credit card, right? And when I'm, when I'm talking about secure credit card, if you get a regular credit card, unsecured, what type of Cash comparable do you have to put up? Nothing. Okay? You don't, right? So what was in the law, it says, it's based on the law, that in, in a consumer credit transaction, there is no cash comparable. 
Okay, so when you go get a car, and even technically a house, you know, any of those, those are still consumer. Anytime you put your social security number on something, that's a consumer credit transaction. So in, in any consumer credit transaction, you know, there should be no cash comparable. Okay. That's one thing that, you know, they violate. Another thing they violate that we can talk about is just this, the finance charge, right? See, the finance charge, if you ever look at the definition, like by the law, uh, even if, if you look at the CFPB, if you look at the Fair Credit Reporting Act, if you look at any of the actual things they govern, okay, the sum of all, the finance charge is supposed to be the sum of all charges. All. Sum of all. So if you ride out the lot and you still got to pay car insurance every month, and that wasn't a part of the sum of all charges. If you ride out the lot and you got to pay car payment every month, yes, that's not the sum of all charges. Mm. So that is a billing error right there. Right? So, okay, in, in most of these consumer contracts, you, you can find the violations. Most of the ones that got down payments on right there, that's a clear violation, right? Because right there is a consumer credit transaction. I put a down payment down. Like I said, if the person wants to be if they can, but at any point the person tells you that you have to, that, you know, that, that's when it becomes predatory. And, um, and so what happens is, you know, how, like, how do you, cause people say, okay, what, okay, yeah, I put money down. What's the next step? Okay, perfect. Well, first thing you want to do is you want to get an original car contract from your dealership and from the finance company. Okay. That's step one. So you call your dealership, you call your finance company, you say, Hey, look, you know, I want to get an original contract, you know, for the car. They might give you some kickback, but they, they should send you the contract like it's yours. They, you know? So when, it, when the contracts both come in, what do you want to do? You want to look for any inaccuracies. You want to basically match the contracts up because technically, right, if the dealership sent, did everything and the finance company did everything, shouldn't they all have the same contract? True. Perfect, right? So if you, if you get, if you get a contract from a dealership with a finance company and you see different numbers of different things in the contract, that goes to show you right there that was some fraud that took place because both all the contracts are lined up. Right. Okay. Now, if you put a down payment on bone, that's one clear violation. If the, if the billing, if there's a billing error, another clear violation. Right. And there can be other violations that you can also look for, which I'm, I'm not going to get into. But what's important for you guys to do is to basically get those original contracts from the dealership and the finance company. Now, once you have that information, okay, once you have your the, 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 that information, there's a couple things that you need to do. You would need to find out who the registered agent is for um the dealership and for the finance company and who the CEO, CFO of those of those companies are. Because now when we send our letters in, we're not only gonna um dispute the deal we're not we're we're basically going after the dealership, we're going after and we're going after the finance company. But we gotta basically send our affidavits and things of truth, our um our debt validate everything we have to do in terms of the process, which is in my ebook, right? But everything that you that you have to send step by step you know, needs to go to this to, to the registered agent and also needs to go to the CEOs of, the, of those companies. Okay. And so basically the, 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 um, the whole point of it is like people say, okay, once you understand that fraud happened and violate and, and there's violations and fraud happened, right? What happens is now you just got to put them on notice. So once you put them on notice that boom, here's a violation, here's fraud. Now you're making your state, like it's basically presenting them a case right now. They can choose to honor it, go right away with it. Or if not, then you got to take them to arbitration. But if you know for sure that they broke the law, if you know for sure they violated some of all charges, if you know for sure you put a down payment down and there's no um there's no um um cash in a, uh, there's no cash comparable in a consumer credit transaction, then quite frankly, you know, you can basically go after the process. And that's basically why I have the step by step, you know, that base breaks it down. It breaks down the truth of lending act and how that works so you can understand the actual laws behind why it's really illegal, 
not just someone, you know, blowing smoke out there, you know, out their tail. And then on top of that, it just basically gives you this, um, the, what you need to do step by step, you know, in terms of going after the eight, the registered agents, the CEOs, and then how to get basically make the, uh, to basically make, you know, to make your remedy happen. Right. And, um, but you know, a great start because most people that's going to get on the call, get in the podcast, you're listening. The best start is really just to get, you know, your original contracts, you know, from the car company and from the finance company. Okay. And then uh, definitely find out who those registered agents are and the CEOs are. And then if you want to move forward, I do have the template, but um, and it's not just about the money, but I do have a template. You know, what I'll do is uh, if you're on the podcast, you come to here, I usually sell a template for $97. What I'll do for Kwale and his family, I'll just sell it for $17. You know, so they will figure out a, a link or something um, where, you know, if you guys take a look at this and it's something that you want, you want to get a template, you can get it for $17. So we'll do it like that. That's love, bro. That's love. That's definitely love. Appreciate that. So if y'all listening in and this is something that you went out and made a purchase recently and you feel like there might have been some fraudulent um, inaccuracy, inaccuracies that's on your, your consumer report in regards to or your, your credit transaction, well, you need to talk to my man SBS because he's Mr. Mr. Brown. You need to talk to him. And like I said, he, he giving out blessings. You know what I'm saying? Giving out blessings. It's real out here. So y'all tap in on that. But yeah, that 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 for me, man, I it's funny because I, um, well, again, I, we, we, like I said, we, on my yeast stuff, I don't want to get canceled, but right. I, you know, right. I tapped, I tapped in with that, you know, I, I bought the books, right. you know, you know, they, they're right. pretty, pretty inexpensive on Amazon right. and stuff like that. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's out here. Um, but right. again, we, we got to be more equipped with what we're doing and stop getting, getting lost in the sauce when it comes to how we're running our lives right. and set ourselves up financially because I don't, I, well, I ain't gonna say I don't know about you. But I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat. Man, we we try to find we try to we try to retire financially within the next couple of years. And when I mean when I tell people I'm like, and that's funny. Like when I talk to the older generation about retiring at 40, which I'd probably be 35 at this point, um, they like, how is that even possible? I'm like, there's so many plays out here, like monetarily that you can do to set yourself up. When we talk about passive income, there's so many things you can right. do. You don't have to work a nine to five. And who, who actually created this template that we have to follow? We have to follow retiring at 65. You know what I mean? Who made this up? Cause last time I checked, the average life expectancy is 73. So you mean to tell me that I'm supposed to retire at 65 with half of my pension? Because a lot of people don't know when you retire, they tax your pension. So that hundred thousand you thought you had. Oh no, it's not that anymore. Now you're looking at about. 50,000 because they tax half of that. So good luck. Good luck. And, and then you'll be at Walmart greeting, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make up the, make up the rest in a couple of years. Cause you don't, you, you ran out of that money, but there's ways to do these things, but oh, uh, let's, let us take a quick commercial break real quick. Um, we're going to come back with a little bit more before we end the episode. Cause I got a couple more questions for my, my brother. Uh, so y'all just bear with us and we'll be back. Oh, it's a little housekeeping. If you haven't already subscribe, follow, leave some comments let me know how what you're thinking you know like i said i've been trying to drop episodes but you know i just had a newborn so you know i'm on daddy duty for the next forever of course but some real daddy duty but yeah if y'all tap in non-stop playing i'm on all platforms iheart uh iheart anchor google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, uh where else i'm at youtube so just check in with me tap in with me and then we'll be back in a second y'all All right, great people, great people. Had to take a quick little break, you know, get some water. I know my man's had to 
the uh, Arizona tea, but your boy had to quench his thirst real quick. So we had to <laughs> go ahead and uh, take a little intermission, but we back, man. And uh, actually we want to get into some more information because like I said, I got my man's on and he got a lot, a lot of prudent information. If you don't know what prudent means, a lot of important information that I want y'all to know about because we trying to get to this bread out here and it's a lot of bread. And we've been talking about that the whole episode. So my boy, man, SBS, tell them about like some, some things that you into right now that can help them with if they have like some extra funding they're trying to acquire, rather it be from their bank, uh, credit, uh, credit union. You know, how can they get some extra funding if they're looking to tap in with that? Okay. Uh, I mean, that's, 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 uh, I think it's very important. I know that, like, well, one of the things that I'll say is I've been, a, I've been a business owner, uh, uh, going on since 2014. So it's been about eight years now. And one of the things that was always, uh, um, like a mystery, right, is, is how to be able to, um, get other people's money, right? Like, if you, if you think about, like, um, like the stock market, right? The reason why the stock market is such a big deal is because, all these companies, Tesla, Apple, right? They have mastered getting people to invest their money, right? And what they do is they use your money for, of course, building, expanding, marketing, just things that's going to make the company money. And then what they do is they, 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 they cut a dividend, right? It might be a dividend stock. It might be something where you make money monthly, right? But what that looks like is just that companies, big major companies have mastered using other people's money. Okay. One of the, one of the things that I've realized that small business owners have not mastered or, or don't really have a recollect on or don't really have an understanding on is how they can use other people's money. And small business owners are the ones that anybody needed the most. Okay. And so there's a couple of different ways that you can basically get money. Now, all these ways I would suggest having a 700 credit score on all three of us. Okay. But there's two, two strategies that I'll, that I'll talk about. You know, um, one, okay, is what we call double dipping okay i'm gonna just i use this is a phrase called double dipping but basically what happens is if i go to a credit union, let's say i go to a line or i go to navy federal or i go to PenFed, or you know pscu there's tons of different credit unions but what happens is these credit unions have have where you can do one inquiry okay and when you do one inquiry that one inquiry could be good for 30 days it could also be good for 60 days depending on the credit union now why is that important because let's just say I do an inquiry at PenFed and I get a personal loan for $25,000, right? So let's say today is the, uh, you know, let's say, okay, tomorrow is November 1st. So let's say November 1st, I go, I do a loan, right? I, I get a loan or I do a loan and I do a, a, a hard inquiry with PenFed, right? And let's say I get approved for $25,000. Cool. I can call PenFed a week later or 24 hours later, 48 hours, whatever, week, two weeks, whatever, as long as you do it within the 30, 60, well, depending on that, uh, the bank, and like I said, depending on the credit union, okay, because banks don't do this, but depending on the credit union, right, um, depends on how long that inquiry is good for. So let's just say for, you know, for uh, purposes, the, t- the inquiry is good for 30 days. So if I call, let's say I get, uh, I do an inquiry, I get approved, I get 25000 on the personal loan. Boom. I call next week, right? When I call next week, what I can do is I can use the same inquiry from the week before, and I can get a credit card. I can get a line of credit, right? Depending on the bank. Now, some banks have a maximum limit. That might be fifty thousand. It could be sixty thousand. It could be thirty thousand. Some banks or credit unions have like a maximum amount, a maximum uh, lending amount that they will lend you. 
right? So depending on what that maximum amount is, you can use that one inquiry to get a $25,000 personal loan, but then now you can also get a credit card, a line of credit, or something else using that exact same inquiry. So that means you were able to get two accounts, okay, opened up on one inquiry, okay? Now, the slick way, how, what's, boom, how could I, like, maximize that? The way that you maximize that is you can find out, okay, a credit union that pulls from Experian, one that pulls from Equifax, one that pulls from TransUnion, right? So you can pull up three different windows, okay, for um, credit unions, you can do, let's say you do three credit applications, let's say you all do personal loans, they all get approved. Wow, right? So now you call all those banks back next week and you all you ask them for a line of credit or a credit card. So now you were able to get six different items, okay? Three different credit unions, six different items. You only got what? One inquiry across the board. One inquiry in Equifax, one inquiry in your TransUnion, one inquiry on your experience. But you just got six different credit cards, personal loan, whatever, right? Six different lines on one hard inquiry. Okay, so that's double dipping. Now, what's another strategy? Okay, you might, okay, bet. That, that sounds good for credit unions. What do I do for banks? How do I do the same thing for banks? Well, for banks, you got to get access to what is called the secret lenders list. Okay, mm-hmm. most people don't know that there's a secret lenders list that Basically, you can look up each bank and what reporting agency they pull from, right? And and the reason why it's important because most people don't know that this is all about money. See, the reason why bank, banks don't pull from all three every single time is because every time someone pulls credit, the bank has to pay Equifax or Experian or TransUnion or whoever they pull from. They have to pay for that report. Every time you go and say, hey, look, let me, I want to inquire for a loan. Whatever bank that you go to, whoever they pull from, so I'm, I'm going to talk about Bank of America because they pull from Experian. So if you go to Bank of America and you say, yo, I need a credit card, they are going to pull your Experian credit report. When they pull your Experian credit report, they pay Experian to get that report. Okay? So every time that someone inquires about credit, they, the banks pay to get the, to get the report. Okay? So what you have to understand is that's why banks don't pull from all three all the time because could you imagine how much they'd be paying the credit bills? I mean, the credit reporting agencies every time someone came and applied for a loan? Big money. Big money. Big money. So they only pull from Experian, right? So, same thing. Now, Bank of America has rules. What rules do they have? They have a two, three, four rule. Basically, where with Bank of America, you can only get two credit cards every two months. You can get three and 12, or you can get four credit cards total. Okay. In your whole entire life, Bank of America will only give you four credit cards, right? So what happens is if you go and apply, you can do two Bank of America credit cards at the same time. Sorry. You can do the Bank of America business credit card, and you can do the Bank of America personal credit card. Okay, so you want to pull up the windows at the same time, though. So you would basically pull up the personal credit card window first and or in the business and have them side by side, Simon Taylor's. Now, when you do the Bank of America, you want to run the Bank of America personal application first because if you get approved for the personal card, nine times out of ten, you're going to get approved for the business card. Okay, so you just got two credit cards in Bank of America. You only got one inquiry on experience. Okay, now, you Barclays, you can give you Barclays, you can do Goldman Sachs. Um, they pull from TransUnion, okay? So Barclays pulls from TransUnion. Um, same thing, right? So you now you can get a Barclays card. You do an application. You got one inquiry on your TransUnion, okay? So we got one inquiry on TransUnion. We got one inquiry on Experian. We got three credit cards so far. Per, per, personal Bank of America, Business Bank of America, Barclays, okay? Boom. Now Truist pulls from Equifax. Do you know that right now with Truist, you can get a $50,000 personal loan with a 680 credit score higher, and they'll give you a credit card too? So 
what you could do is with Truist, you could then do an application, do the credit card and the personal loan on. Now, Truist, if you kind of go through our plug, the way we can do it is you can do one inquiry for the credit card and the personal loan at the bank. So you okay? have to like physically be there? No, no, no. You could do it. Uh, you, you can set up the account online, but when we run you, it's the way that we run you, right? But just so you know that even with Truist, um, if even on in Truist, if you want to kind of do it way, the same way, you have to get do it through a relationship manager because they would have to run you for the personal loan. And then on top of that, you would get a, the credit card too. But just just so you understand, though, if you know what bank pulls from what reporting agency, then you can line up a sequence to fund yourself. Okay, especially if you have low inquiries, seven hundred plus credit score. You know, five accounts or more. So that's double dipping. Uh, in terms of credit union, that's just the, the double dipping strategy just means that each credit union, typically that inquiry lasts longer. I mean, um, lasts either 30 to 60 days. So if you do apply for something and you get approved, you can use that same inquiry. You don't have to do another whole hard inquiry to get approved again, as long as you do it in that same 30 to 60 days. With the banks, how you would maximize banks is that you need, you have to get access to the secret lenders list so that you can pull up all the windows simultaneously and kind of go through the application simultaneously as much as you can right and then hit submit 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 so that way that you don't get hit with all the hard inquiries so i got i got two things so it's funny you say that because i've been hearing a lot of like you know i follow some people on social media and i you know i got my own okay. businesses as well like the bank of like the amex everybody is on the amex play because you know you can get like up to eight cards with them off of that like that one inquiry right. Uh, moving forward. So I know a lot of people have been trying to run that play, but this is a whole new play that I, you know, you just taught me about just now, well, that you've been right. speaking on and that I'm taking mental okay. notes, uh, in regards okay. to this information. Um, but I, it's funny. We were just talking about the, the, uh, B of A right. earlier yeah. with, you know, the, the auto loans where you can get up to four auto loans, I mean, uh, four uh, vehicles with them and run a Toro play with that. Or if you wanted to yeah. do something where, you know, you, 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 there's any other, like, cause they have uh different kind of uh, options, like, uh, uh, Waymo. I know out here in Arizona, they got the Waymo play, which is, um, a subgroup of Uber. So, you know, they're electric okay. driving cars and things of that nature. So, you know, you got ways out here. Then you can run the play with the fuel cars. You know, you got fuel, man. You got A to B. You got the BP. Like you got different kind of gas cars you can get where they, they approving people for 50 to, um, $10,000. And, and credit, credit line with your LLC, you can run that and get pay for your gas that way. Now you got to pay a little fee monthly, but I rather pay the new, you know, OPM, other people's money than sitting here using my own cash, my own credit cards, you know, keep my credit where it is and just run up the business credit because it's a separate entity. Um, so I, I, a question I wanted to ask based on information you give, what would you say would be the most beneficial, um, like if they're for just somebody just starting off and they are trying to get into the game and they want to get, uh, some lending, what would you say would be your first initial move to uh, make sure that you maximize being able to get approved for the amount that you're looking for? Uh, the first initial move, I probably would just, uh, I, I would want to learn credit. I want to understand how, how credit cards work. Cause I, I think like the reason why people have bad credit scores, cause nobody's ever sat down and said, Hey, this is how it works. Right. So like the reason why, like I had a bad credit score is cause like I didn't know how it worked. I just didn't know the finesse around it, right? And the reason I say finesse because, like, if someone lends you a thousand dollars, right? Like, okay, here it's a thousand dollars. Now, you know what I like about it is that as long as I give them a thousand dollars back, and, and and the thing that's so crazy is I only got to give them a thousand dollars back for five days, four days, three to three to five days, and most people don't know that, right? Like, like 
there like I, there's credit cards that I literally max every month, but I just pay them off every month, right? But what I understand about it is that like I understand how it works. So I because I know how it works, I can then I can play the game. Like it's just like driving. If I didn't know that the lights was red, if I didn't know that that that, that, that stop sign means stop, if I don't know how to play the game, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. I'm gonna have an accident real real soon. So I think the the biggest thing that I want to do is just learn how credit works. So like if I get a credit card for a thousand dollars and my due date is the fifth, what does that mean? That means that your due date is like when they calculate interest. Let's start with that, right? How do credit cards companies make money? They make money off what? Interest, right? So if you paid by your due date every month, you would never. You, listen, because people say, oh, I don't want to get burdened interest. Okay, think about this. If you pay your credit card off before your due date every month, you will never pay interest. Exactly. Exactly. Which means that the money they did give you was free. It was, it was their money. Now, do you got to, do you got to pay it back? They, yes. But the point about it is that if you pay it back by the due date, you will owe no interest. Thanks. Yeah. Understanding and understanding right. the, the three report days, you know, the report day, the, um, yeah, like that, that was the due date, the statement date, and then your yeah, it was statement and reporting date, the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the next date, right? The, the statement date, okay, right? I'm, I was getting that statement date. What is the statement date? The statement date is what gets reported to the to, to TransUnion, the Equifax Experience, mm-hmm. right? So, like, even if you're someone who, let's say, you can't pay by your due date, okay, can you pay by your statement date? Can you get it in by the statement date? Because if you can get it in by the statement date, will you pay some interest? Yeah, you'll pay some interest. But will your credit take a tank? No, it won't. Because your statement date, whatever it is on the statement date by that date, that's what's going, that's what gets reported. Okay. And so that's why I would highly encourage someone to understand how it works first, right? Understand that you can be late. You just can't be 30 days late. Okay. If your, if your due date is the fifth, you got all the way until the fourth of next month. Before before your credit gets effed up, right? So it's like people don't know that. I I know people don't know that because people like I I've been a person who had a car and it was like oh I'm gonna pay my car payment like oh I right, now nah, I ain't pay it get paid again now nah, I ain't gonna pay it. Then you work out a payment plan and now you late just because you didn't understand you can be late just not thirty days. Thanks. and that's what a lot of these businesses like when they do the invoices like when you do the net thirties the net nineties. You know, they give you that grace period to allow you to pay up to it. And that's another little play when you're trying to build business credit. So y'all just pay attention. Like it's all, it's honestly what SBS knows, what I know, like we all, we just did the research. We did the research. We started, you know, betting on ourselves. We didn't rely on the public uh, uh, curriculum as far as K through 12 college. Cause this information bro talking about right now, you're not going to learn in college. Even if you a business major, you can get an accounting degree. A lot of this information, a lot of it's not going to be explained to you, especially when we talk about credit, how credit used and how it works and the fundamentals, you know, the percentages, how it's broken down. It's not going to be taught in college. And that's why me as a person who went through college multiple times and I got all these degrees and I'm like, dang, after 12 years of school, I ain't learned all this mess. Like, come on now. I need something got to give. Now, I'm an advocate for going to school if you're going to go to school for the right stuff. But know that you got to have a backup plan and some other stuff going on because I refuse. I got two sons. I refuse to let my sons go through this life without knowing that you can get you a regular job, but you need some passive income and you need some investments out there. So when it's all said and done, you can retire. And we're talking about trust and will and handing out money for generations. We're talking about generational wealth. It's hard to do that when you're working a nine to five because there's no backup plan from there. There's there's nothing to set yourself up for the future. So 
You got to look at, look at what's going on. The rich stay rich and the poor stay poor for a reason. You got to, you got to tap in. Got to tap it's in. It's a bunch of last, it's a bunch of last name, man. I mean, you know, most of these companies, Hans Ketchup, you know, and, you know, whatever company you think of, man, Lay's, whatever, I can look at whatever company you think of, man, it's my last name. You know, so what happens is these, these, these companies, you know, found ways to create wealth and pass it down to their families. And, you know, we can do the same thing. You know, we can do the same thing. But yes, credit is definitely a big piece. But just to piggyback on what you said, man, you know, I think that's the greatest start, though. Just having a, a general understanding of how credit works and just the different rules and, and regulations. If you can start there, um, then you can play the game. You know, if you're someone who drives a car right now and you figured out what stop sign mean, what the yellow light mean, what the red light mean, what the green light mean, that allows you to play the game. Just look at credit the same way, man. You know, do the least the natural res the research to understand exactly how it works, you know, you know, um and, and I think that's that foundation of it will then carry you to because once you get fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, like you'll get there due to the discipline that you had now. Right. And then when you do get that type of money, you'll still be disciplined, you know, because that's the thing about like, you know, like I'll give an example. Right. When I got with Navy Federal, Navy Federal gave me like fifty thousand um, dollars different ways. Credit card, fifteen thousand, you know, is another loan for thirty five thousand. Right. Got fifty thousand from Navy Federal. And the reason I, I say this is because you don't have to have a one credit to even get something that can change your life. OK, but most of you guys got to understand how the game works. See, with my profile at that time, when I got that money, you know I mean, I had a solid profile. Like I had accounts that had been on there for some time. You know, I had accounts that I paid on time, on time and things like that. And so it's just manipulating the actual system. And once you understand the system, you just, it's, it's easy for you to manipulate it. That's a that's fact. It. That's a fact. And if, if you listen to anybody that's been in this and they're doing it and they're successful at it, they all say the same thing. Consistency, knowledge, and, you know, being, 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 being willing to be educated because a lot of people, they hard-headed. They'll say, oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I want to learn. I want to do this. And then, no, I think this is the best way for me to do it. No, nah, if you if you follow trying to reinvent the wheel, the wheel is going to go flat, period. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is follow, you know, continue using the same wheel. It's, give, it's given to you. It's already been shaped, it's sculpted, uh, sculpted into what it needs to be to be a functional wheel. Don't try to add no Pirellis on it. Don't try to do all this other stuff. Leave it where it's at and the process will work. You have to trust the process. Um, so that's, that's real. But man, I'm, I'm glad I got you on, bro, because you know, like I said, the, the community to know this, I talk about it all the time, but sometimes it's, 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 it's better received when there's another voice in the room. And like I said, you've been on your entrepreneurial tip for eight years now doing major things, man, helping a lot of people out in the community. And you, you're doing things with, with grace. You're not doing things with, an agenda to make, uh, you know, trying to, you know, you know, take stuff out of people's pocket. You, 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 you try to put money in their pocket. You try to put education in their mind. So, and like what a, uh, one of my mentors always told me, man, don't chase the money. The money going to come to you. If you're doing what you need to do, the money going to come to you. Don't need to chase it. And you're doing what you need to do to get to the bread. So, um, yeah. Is there any other last thoughts for the, for the, for the listeners? Anything you want to share? Any like super, super gems you want to drop? Yeah, I just want to thank Kwale, man, just for uh, putting me on the podcast. And I just want to, uh, I really just want to say thank you, man, just for, um, you put me on, a, on, on your, on your, uh, to the audience. And, um, you know, what I want to leave the audience with, man, you know, follow me on Instagram. You know, there's going to be a lot of content there that could definitely benefit you. Um, you know, but wherever you are in your journey, business owner, if you're a job, if you're a mom, dad, whatever your situation is, you know, just like, uh, 
you know, what I want you, what I want to leave you with, man, is that you got to create a dream environment for yourself. So a lot of times I think there's people that that's going to be listening. So you have a dream, you have a goal, you have something that you want to accomplish. There's things that you want to do. And the biggest thing that you can do is tailor your environment. You know, um, like I'll use me for an example, man. So I came to Florida, uh, October 24th, really like Monday, okay, Monday. And it was a situation where I bought a flight. I bought a one way, right? One, because I want to move out to Florida, but two, right? I, I, like you, like there's things, there's things in your life that we want, or there's things that you, like on, whoever's listening, there's things that you want right now in your life, right? And what I would encourage you to do is, is to, in any way that you can start living the things that you want now, right? If you say, Hey, I want to travel around the world, right? That could be like you getting on a Greyhound or you get on a, you know, going to Philadelphia, get on a, on a boat ride to New York or it could, it like, it could be anything that starts traveling, you traveling, if that's what you want to do. Right. If you want an international travel, right? I think if you can go to St. Thomas right now, I think you can go to St. Thomas right now without even having a passport. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think you can go to St. Thomas right now without even having a passport. So there's different things that you can do in your life right now that will shape your environment for where you really want to go and the things that you really want to accomplish. And that's why I'm here. Right. I'm here, not saying I'm here to tailor my environment to what I want. Right. So I came out here to spend a week because this is where I want to be. And you know, my, my, my thing to you is if you have a dream car, a Bentley, whatever you want to drive, then you need to go test drive it today. If you got a million dollar house and you want to stay in a million dollar home or you want to stay in something, whatever, go call the realtor. Or if you can't get the realtor scheduled, like go find a million, some open houses, right? They have tons of open houses, a million dollar, a million dollar homes. If you find an open house and you, you know, put on your schedule, you can go watch like a million dollar homes anytime they got open houses. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this to say is that you have to create a dream environment, man. Things that you want, the things that you want to do, the things that you want to live, the person that you want to be, you need to start trying to not trying in your capacity today. Start doing it now. Okay. If you got to go to a dealership because that's where your dream car is at and all you can do is take pictures of it. Do it once a week. Right. If you, if you have dreams living in something like I said, lavish, man, million dollar home, find open houses and go. Right. Just start having an environment around yourself that feeds your dreams because it'll take you there. What I see so many people do is they their environment always feeds their problems. And that's why, it's, you know, it's very important to do that. So what I want to wrap y'all up, man, whatever dreams y'all have, whatever cars, houses, whatever. And it's not about the materials. If you want a better relationship with God, okay, then, you know, start reading your Bible every single day. Start reading a book of Proverbs every single day. I mean, I don't care what the, what it is that you want to do, but figure out what it is that you really want and start creating and start making your environment what you want now. As much as you can, as fast as you can, do it now. And if it is the materials, do that now. Because I think that the material, oh, the money, oh, money. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the money. Go find out how much the Lamborghini costs. You can't go get the, you can't go get the, the price tag if you don't know how much it costs. Right. right? If, if you want the, if you want the home and it's three, it's 3.5 million, you ain't going to never get it. You want me, why are you not? You're not gonna never go get it because you can't. You're not never gonna get it because you don't even want to put. You don't even want to get the thought in your mind so, so that you can figure out how you can do it. That's facts. Big facts. Right. Bro. Big facts. So that that would be my that would be my uh, my 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 call to the audience, man. It's about to be 2023. You know, you're talking to me right now, October 2022. But it's full quarter, like you said, in business. What that means that it's it's time to uh uh, uh win. It's time to win the game. Two minute it's drill. Quarter. It's two minute drill. We got about two months left. It's two minutes, seriously. Two minute drill. You know Tomorrow's <laughs> November. So we got two months left. It's two minute drill, seriously. And what are you going to do? Are you going to drive down the field? Are you going to drive down the field or are you about to make excuses? 
Are you going to drive down the field or are you going to make excuses? Because I, one thing for sure, you can't go down the field and make excuses at the same time. That's not going to work. That ain't going to work. Right? And, and that's my thing, man. Just stop making excuses. Whatever you say it is that you want to do, go for it. If you say you're going to do this, do it. If you say you're going to whatever, whatever, do it. Be about it. Right? Your family is watching you. Your, your family is counting on you. Your, your son is counting on you. Your mom, your daughter, your pa- they're counting on you. And every single day that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that you said you was going to do, you're, you're letting them down. And if you're okay with that, then I don't, then oh well. But I hope that if you listen to this podcast, you would not be okay with that. And I want to see you at the beaches I and mean, traveling the world. So that was my, my, that's my spiel. You know, um, follow me on Instagram, SBS underscore Mr. Brown. Um, and tap in with me. If you were on this podcast, if you watch this, um, what the code is going to be is Quale. Okay. So you send me. Uh, uh, DME Quale, uh, any of my ebooks, if anybody takes a look at this, it's $17. It's DME Quale. I take care of any of my ebooks that's on my thing is $17. Uh, for anybody that takes a listen to this, it's tapping to his, um, his program, it's tapping into, you know, what he got going on. Um, so I appreciate y'all, man. And we out. Well, I'm out. I appreciate you, brother. More than you know, man. Dropping gems and giving grace. That's all it's about, people. Hey, pulling them forward and bringing them as you come. But with that being said, I got my boy SBS, Mr. Brown. He's doing big things. Y'all tap in with him. And if you haven't already, please support the podcast. You can do that at anchor.fm forward slash stop playing. But this is Kwale. And then uh, this is a serious topic. And I'll be back with y'all next time. I ain't been neglecting y'all because I've just been busy being on that all the time. But I'll be back with another serious topic. Y'all take care and be blessed.